Welcome to Geekish Chaos. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm here tonight with... Doug, how you doing? Doing well, Doug. How are you? I'm all right. I saw where a guy was speculating that Finn and Hux were going to end up going toe-to-toe at some point. And, or not Finn, uh, Kylo Ren and Hux would end up turning on each other. And that uh, Kylo Ren would have a clone army with him. And I was like, wow, that's really speculative, but that would actually be really cool. If you had like a three-way dog yeah, there's going. Definitely a, there's definitely a vibe between those two. And I, you know, as a viewer, I'm wondering how does Hux get to be such a high rank to be so young? Yeah, for a 12 year old, he sure has a lot of authority. <laughs> I was looking at him thinking, I don't think this fucking guy shaves yet. Uh, he can grow a beard. Yeah, I saw that later. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. You know what it's I? That, that ginger thing, I think. Yeah, you know what I did think was awesome when uh, Kylo Ren runs back to Snoke's hologram room, and he has his ho- his mask off and his hood down. Right. And then Hux comes in behind him, and the actor playing Kylo Ren does such a great job of doing that. I'm not going to look at you, so please don't notice me. Please don't notice me. I am not here. Please don't notice me. I thought, that's what I got from it. I thought he did a great job of just that, like, oh, fuck, you're going to see my real face. I don't want you to see my real face. I didn't take that one that way. I took it more of as, I'm not even going to acknowledge you because I'm talking to the boss right now. Okay, yeah, I can see that I've got the boss's ear, not you. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, but I, I got from that. I think Snoke's definitely playing the two against each other. It would sure seem to be, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a Sith kind of thing to do. Yeah. Did you so think, that's a bad guy thing. Yeah, you know? do you think he's a Sith? I don't know if he's a former, you know, a formal would call himself a Sith, but he's obviously got some dark force thing going on. Yeah. You know, if he's going to continue training Kylo, well, what's he going to be training him in something, you know? Exactly, but... I'm, it, I, whether or not it's actually Sith, I don't know, but... Yeah, well, I'm starting to think what they're going to have to do is introduce... And I hit this a little bit with Paul last week, but they're going to have to introduce Force-using factions that are not Jedi and Sith. Or right. at least aren't Sith. Um, because, I mean, they made such a big deal of pointing out that there's, there can only be two Sith. And I know they're... The cartoons are playing fast and loose with that because they have the Inquisitors and everybody's got a secret apprentice. But still, they made such a point of there can only be two Sith at a time that I don't think there should be a whole bunch. I, did, I always you know. took it as the Sith always traveled in pairs rather than it can only be two of them. That, yeah, there was more of them out there, but they're always in pairs. Okay. The way, the way it had always been... Explained to me, and I thought it had been shown on screen, and I'll go back and check it out and make sure I'm right, is there could be a Master and a Sith, and that was it. No more, no less. And I thought that's what Yoda said at the end of Phantom Menace as well. So what is there anything else that jumps out at you from the recent Star Wars movie that bothered you, that you didn't like? Ah, oh, that bothered me. Well, like I said before, I, I, I wish they had told the viewer that that was definitely the Republic's main planet, and that was the capital being destroyed, and that was a big, big loss. 
because I think you still walk away thinking that it was just, you know, some planet got blown up. Yeah, because I came out scratching my head. And it was like everybody from the Republic is in those four planets. And You know, I, I took it as, you know, now that I've watched it a couple of times and now that I get it was the Capitol, you've got the Senate there being destroyed. Mm-hmm. And, and in the Star Wars world, I always took that the senator of a planet is like the highest rank there is. You know, he's the one that talks to everybody about trade and whatever. And, and talks and talks, talks and talks. <laughs> I'd really like to see sometime an org chart for Star Wars political organizations because it looks like their kings and queens are elected. Yeah. Hey, did you notice that um, Ray looks an awful lot like Kira Knightley, who was one of the Queen's guards in, in the film? Yeah, I've seen that. And, and even uh, Natalie Portman. Too. Yeah, looks quite she a bit like looks her. like the love child of the two. Yeah, and then the other day... And again, I think, you know, is that coincidental that they cast somebody who looked a lot like that with the right accent that would, you know... Of course, you know, Karen Otley was doing her best Natalie Portman through the whole thing, but is this intentional Skywalker, you know, bloodline? It's... There are definitely things in there, because I saw a picture recently of Mark Hamill when he was in um, A New Hope, and they put their faces right by each other, the... um, What's what's that actress's name? Uh, the plays Ray. Um, Daisy. Daisy Rid- Daisy yeah. Ridley, right? Yep. They put a picture of Daisy Ridley next to a young Mark Hamill. Their mouths are the same shape. A lot of their bone structure was the same. And I'm like, that can't be. You know, the right. fact that she looks a little bit like Natalie Portman, a little bit like a young Carrie Fisher, and a lot like a young Mark Hamill cannot be coincidence. Right. Yeah, I, I still think the next movie we're going to see uh, pretty early on, he's going to admit he's her dad, or you know, there's there's some bloodline there. Yeah, and I, I still want to, I want to hope that the mystery then becomes who's the mom and stays that way for maybe that you know to the next movie. Yeah, and that would be a more that would be an interesting turnaround on that. Right, because that meant you know at some point Luke, you know had some fun. Exactly. Who is this, you know, and of course in the book she had Mara Jade, one of my all-time favorite characters, but she's not going to be back. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you that I haven't quite been able to square the circle on. Why did Han and Leia name their son Ben? If, I don't know if it was to honor the sacrifice of Ben Kenobi. Yeah, because you know. Han didn't like him. Leia never met I him. don't know if he didn't like him. I mean, he definitely owed him. Oh, he sure did. You know, they all did. Uh, and he was definitely important to Luke, no matter what. And I would think that, you know, by calling him Bennett, that's that's what they're they're honoring there. Yeah. And so my thought was that it was probably Luke's idea. Probably. Right. And I thought that would even make more sense if Luke was married to a Kenobi woman. Yeah, they, I, just, I just don't I want know, that shoehorned in there. It's, I know. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. But if they if they hint at something in the second or the you know the eighth movie and then pay it off in the ninth movie maybe that's that'll work. Yeah, you couldn't do it all at once. No, because it's it, then it seems too stuck can, in there. It's too contrived at that point. Right. Yeah. Um, do you think that was a grave Luke was standing next to when Ray found him? I'd have to watch it again because okay. I didn't get that vibe from it. And it, there's a uh, off you know another tangent for you. Sure. I keep thinking that Leia inadvertently sent Han to die that that kind of you know she kind of screwed up that whole situation because she tells Han to you know bring back our son 
and Han sees him out there, and at that moment, he could easily turned around, walked away, slid out the back door, hit the bombs, and run, you know? Oh, absolutely. But instead, it, it, just, it seems like it goes through his mind like, okay, if I'm going to get back with her, i got to do this. Okay, I'll go try to talk to the boy. That's a pretty good impression. And he, he goes walking out there, and he's gone. <laughs> yeah, you know what I noticed this time watching it as well was when... You got the two gangs have cornered Chewie and Han in that hallway. Right, right. And Han goes, well, I'll just talk my way out of it. And Chewie says something. And Han goes, yes, I do. Every <laughs> time. And then I'm thinking, oh, shit. That's what that line's about. Because he walks out there and tries to talk and talk his way through it with the kid. Yep. And you know what's coming. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I as think, soon as I saw the bridge, and it was coming. The oh, bridge, yeah. uh, Kylo standing out there all by himself. Well, yeah, I mean, the fact that Harrison Ford... I didn't want it to happen, but... Well, no, but you knew it was coming. Yeah. Especially once you saw that they were hitting a lot of the same story beats as yep. A New Hope. Yep. But I think all of us... I mean, we all remember that Han Solo almost wasn't in the third movie to begin with. Right. You know? So, I, as soon as I heard they were getting them, I'm like, I, Han Solo's dead in the first movie. Just, yeah, I, I remember reading that yeah, Harrison Ford said he'd do it only if he gets to kill the character. Yeah. And, just, you know, closed the page on that one. And, but at least we got to see Han as a smuggler, which we never really saw. No, that's true. We read about it, you know, but we never really saw it in the movies as much. No, we did We did see him out swindling, and that was kind of right. cool. But um, for me, this the fight scene going... So the fight scene with the, the two gangs on the freighter that Han and Chewie run... Right. When Chewie got shot, I almost fell apart because I thought, fuck, they're going to kill them both. Nah, I, you know, I didn't think that Chewie was ever in danger. No. And I, I love the, the payoff of him crying to the doctor. That was kind of awesome. <laughs> and then I think as soon as Han picked up his gun and Chewie obviously, it, I don't know, anytime they get struck on an arm, I'm not too worried. It's when they get struck in the torso, then it's like, uh-oh, character's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I mean, if, he, if if Kylo Ren had chopped off Han's legs and he fell off the, the, the bridge, you would always think that Han might come back. You yeah. Know? He'll, he'll have robot legs later. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like they, uh, like they did Darth with Maul. Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> and that was and also my thinking on the name Ben Solo. I think they went with it just because it has a solid sound to it. It's like Han Solo. It's a single syllable followed by a two-syllable. It's got a nice feel when you say the yeah. name. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm not going to try to make it work with my Kenobi theory, though. <laughs> I'm still thinking from the point of a storyteller, you've had Ray and and Kylo face off, you know, in like in Junior League. Mm-hmm. And the big payoff's going to be in a third movie where they face off again. And this time they're going to be, you know, they're both cousins and they both now know that. And they're both going to be more powerful and they're both going to be trying to tear each other apart, you know. Yeah. And that well, might be the big battle we've kind of been waiting for. Yeah, I think you're right. I think both characters are going to have to grow. Um, I mean, they're both raw, powerful, but neither one right. are trained. And I don't, I, I don't know that enough people consider that when dealing with Kylo Ren that... He's really untrained. I mean, he's powerful, and we can see that. Right. Um, yeah, he's he's uh, he's he's uh, 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 an unsaddled horse kind of thing. Yeah, he's just out of control. It's I mean, a, the when the two stormtroopers knew to turn around and walk the other way when he was having a temper tantrum, that kind of gives it away. That oh, absolutely. Everybody on that base probably like, uh oh, let's, yeah. let's go this way. That little, that little fucking brat's at it again. Everybody <laughs> turn around. But um. I think they do that to kind of make... Because, like, Darth Vader was 
I've said this before. I think Darth, Darth Vader is a hyper-competent villain. That guy was so on top of his game as a bad guy. That yeah, but he did lose his temper, though. Oh, he did. I mean, he, especially in Empire, he'd choke a bitch who you know came out of light speed too early, and that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, Vader was so hyper competent that it's interesting to see that the you know the the Lancer, you know, the right hand physical threat character, is a kid with a bad temper and and acne. You know what I mean? Right. You know, he's not he's not this polished perfect villain. He's this very out of control almost force of nature. Right. And they, they sell him at first as the polished guy, and mm-hmm. then they reveal that he's not, which is clever storytelling in my book. I, I thought so as well. Because like you said, he, he holds the, the the blaster shot there in space, and you know it doesn't continue until he's out of the area. Yeah. And basically, it's like he, he froze it, and then until he was physically away from it, it was, right. was going to stay frozen. Um. Yes, I th- I think that's that's a, an aspect to a character we just haven't seen yet. One of these guys who, in his head, he's like, "Yeah, I'm a badass. I'm a this, that, and the other." But he's really not. He's just not there yet. Right. Yeah. And on the inverse side, you've got Ray, who really doesn't want to be that hero. She just wanted her family. She wanted to go home, have her family pick her up, and say, "Here you go. Here we are." She didn't want that that lightsaber. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to touch it ever again. Yeah, and that's she the finally um, has to has to suck it up and do it. Yeah, and that's the um what the Joseph Campbell's the denial of the call, that the moment in the story where the hero knows what they have to do but says right. no to it, and then it's it's still going to happen. They can say no as long as they want. Eventually, they're going to have to take the call and become right. the hero of the story. Something's um, going to make them want to take it, and it was Finn being struck down in front of her. Exactly. And that just kind of locked that locked the rest of that together. Um, oh, I was gonna I was gonna bring up the Knights of Ren. Okay. Um, I'm sure you've seen where they've done a few blow up high def pictures of that scene now where they're all standing there. No. Oh, but you I haven't. Okay. No, I haven't looked for anything like that yet. But well, I in a very Star Wars fan obsessive manner have picked <laughs> over this fucking picture like you wouldn't believe. And these guys are all carrying like pole arms and rifles. I don't think they're all Force users. As a matter of fact, I think Kylo Ren might be the only one of the bunch. He's the only one with a lightsaber, though, right? Yeah, he's the only one with a lightsaber. And we can tell he doesn't know how to build a lightsaber. Because that thing has... Yeah, it's, he's, he's got a cracked crystal. Yeah, and it has exposed wires. It's it, yep. it's the story between the uh, about the handguard is that that thing is... It needs to exhaust out the sides, otherwise right. it will blow up. Yep. So I'm thinking maybe even Snoke doesn't know how to build a lightsaber. I don't know, but we don't know enough about him. I to, know. I mean, we can conjecture on that because we've only seen him sitting on a throne. Exactly. You know, it's like you didn't know Yoda could even well, was a sword fighter at all until he finally did it in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, you're right. You know what? We didn't know the Emperor had a lightsaber until Revenge of the Sith. Right. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. I might be reaching too far with that one, but... Just look but as far him. as the Knights of Ren, yeah, I think he's the only one that's, uh, yeah, he's the leader, you know, he's got the lightsaber, everybody's standing around him, taking, you know, following his lead, you know, obviously, if they are force sensitive, they're not obviously not up to his level, mm-hmm. which, you know, going by the logic of the stories, Vader was the most powerful force guy there ever was. It, yeah. You know, because he's pure force, I guess. Well, half force on his father's side. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, but yeah. That, Which I never liked. 
Space Baby Jesus was a little a little heavy. <laughs> That's pushing it. <laughs> it. It was a little heavy, I think. Because I remember coming out of that movie. You know, the first time you see Phantom Menace, I remember you're like, fuck yeah, a new Star Wars movie. And then the second time you see it, you're like, hmm. Then the third oh, yeah. time, I, you're just like looking at your friends going, "That is it just me or that really fucking suck? Was that I saw it at midnight on opening night with a crowd with the, waving the lightsabers around and all that good stuff. And it was just fun. Yeah. But yeah, the second or third time, it's like, oh, okay. Oh, that's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you start, you know, it's like, well, didn't Ben Kenobi say he knew him as a, you know, like an established star pilot, not a little kid? Yeah. That, but that, then I chalk that back up to Lucas's bad writing. Well, it's just, you know, there are things you, there are things you have to deal with. And I always will be able to go back and say, Ben Kenobi's a fucking liar. You know? <laughs> and I don't believe anything he said to anybody throughout those stories. We're going to wrap it up there for tonight. want to remind everybody, if you want to reach out and say something to us, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast, on our website at geekishcast.com, or on Twitter, you'll find us at thegeekishcast. Also, we are now on the Tangent Bound Network, which can be found at tangentboundnetwork.com. Please rate us and review us anywhere you find us. Please check out the other shows on the Tangent Bound Network. We'll see you next time. Have a good night.